Welcome to Live Sense8. I'm Sheila Applegate. And I'm Zach Hansen. And a special shout out to Justin Applegate for the composition of the Live Sense8 podcast music. In this podcast, we dive deep into the concepts of consciousness and other interesting trivia in the Netflix original series, Sense8. We're doing an episode-by-episode exploration of how we can live a Sense8 life, and we're also talking with cast and crew and team members of Sense8 to hear the experience from their perspective. Enjoy the show. And I'd like to give a big shout out and thank you to our latest patrons on Patreon.com. Big shout out goes to Maximilian Ewalt, Tracy Wright, and Marisa Dranchak. Thank you very much for your support. What's going on? In this segment, we talk about what's going on in the world of the Sense8 fandom. Thank you to everyone who contributed to Lana's video. That was her birthday video. And those who hashtagged for her birthday, she got a lot of wonderful attention. And I hope you have seen that she personally replied to the video with a thank you. So lots of love to everyone on that beautiful solstice birthday of our goddess creator, Lana. (laughs) We are coming to the final submissions for Martin Earhart's documentary, Sensate Is My Life. Make sure if you have not yet, this is your last chance, get out that camera, take a little video of yourself saying whatever you want to, that you want to be included in that documentary, how it impacted you, what's important to you about it, and tell a story about something that has inspired you through the Sense8 experience, and send that video to martin at sense8withoutborders at gmail.com. That's sense, and then the number eight, withoutborders at gmail.com. The Kickstarter crowdfunding for the San Francisco Sense8 mural which is spearheaded by Maximilian Ewalt, who played Grace in Sense8, is underway and building up some steam. There are still thousands of dollars that need to be gathered in order to pull this project off. And the mural is set to go up in San Francisco. And they're looking at this being a prototype so that we can have some crowdfunded murals of Sense8 that are marking Sense8 around the world and sharing the magic with people. So that 
is another one of those projects that the crowdfunding has to meet its goal or they get nothing. So pledge and share whenever you can. We also have a very interesting, the Sensorium app is now available. This is an app that has been created to help connect Sense8 from around the world. You can connect based on your birthday or you can connect based on your interest, your location. There's various ways to find your cluster, create your cluster, and then you can communicate with other clusters. So it is a social media platform that's designed for people who want to uphold and live the sensate concepts of inclusiveness, love, diversity, support, expansion, all of those wonderful magical sensate things that we have. You can find out more about this app at sensorium.online or send an email to info at sensorium.online. The I Am Also a WeCon has launched its crowdfunding project, and we are really lucky to have with us today Christina and Leah to help tell you all about it. Hello, Christina and Leah. Hello. Hello, Hi guys. There. <laughs> thank thanks you. for having us. Oh, thanks for joining You're us. Welcome. <laughs> thank you. So we're really excited about this con. Can you tell us just a little bit about it and what makes it unique? So what we wanted to do is to create an event that's not only Sensate, but basically focuses on everything that Sensate has inspired around the globe. So we wanted to shed a light on representation and in specific this time, because who knows, maybe we can do it again. We are concentrating on LGBTQ representation and on diversity. So uh, we wanted to bring together different artists, not just sensate focused, to see what work is already done out there and how amazing diversity and equality is for everyone involved. And also to bring together people from all over the world like sensate does and just, you know, to try to live these very relevant and important sensate values and messages that Lana and her team That's awesome. And also exactly why we love this idea so much, because it's about living the sensate life. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's great. So you started a crowdfunding and you need people's support. Yes, we do. Um, Obviously, as the con is called, I am also we con. We are trying to like make this happen together as a community and everyone is welcome and encouraged to support and to to, uh, to attend to join the the idea and us in bringing this to life basically we were inspired by by sensate and the the values it portrays and wanted to just get people together but in order to do that we can't just do that by ourselves we need the support of people who are we trying to get together if that makes sense so Yes, because, you know, this isn't your career. This is coming from your heart, right? No. God, no, yeah. (laughs) Were you, did you go to the Paris Con? And if so, was there anything that inspired you to roll over to this campaign? I was lucky enough to have been able to go to the Paris Con, thanks to uh, Liat, Sense18 on Twitter. So a little little shout out to that amazing woman. And um, yeah, I I just loved how it brought people together. I love that there is such a thing as a Sense8 Con, that people organize these kinds of very unique events for this one show that a certain company thinks is not as relevant as it is. But 
yeah, I think um, we were inspired by the fact that these events exist <laughs> in Europe. And we were joking about how Berlin would be a nice place to hold one of those events too. And then a joke became a plan. <laughs> That's great. And unlike the other cons so far, this is a nonprofit con, right? And this is why you're reaching out to people to support this. Yes. While Leah was able to, to go to the con, I unfortunately wasn't. And that was partly due to the fact that it was quite expensive. Mm -hmm. So as a student, obviously, you don't really go about spending a lot of money to... Well, yeah, anyway. So we, we kind of tried to keep the cost for everyone involved as low as possible. And we're, we're more about, well, because we're not doing this professionally at all, um, we just really like the idea of having a place to, to go and connect with people. And since we haven't really found anything uh, like that, uh, we just figured we'd give it a go and organize it ourselves. So that's what we're doing, pretty much. Badass. Yeah. Right. I think, <laughs> I think while uh, the Paris Con was a very good place to come together and I really enjoyed the panels and everything that everyone involved had, had to say and it was very positive it to be honest it feels more true to the sensate values to just try to put this together as humans and not you know not be there and buy autographs and such just to um yeah just to come together and connect on a on a human level I'd say That's really beautiful. So can you tell everyone how they can donate to the I Am Also a WeCon? That's actually pretty easy. Uh, we have uh, launched an Indiegogo campaign, which probably lots of people already know the platform. It's a fundraising platform. The, the links to it can be found on basically all of our social media, the, the Twitter account, the Facebook uh, and Instagram. You basically follow the link. And then it has more information about the con and what is going to be happening about people who will be there. And on the right side, um, there are perks which you can choose from. So you can buy a two-day pass, for example, or you can just buy merch articles, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and all the money which you sort of donate or which you use to buy one of the perks for is going to be used to get this event going so it's really quite easy you just follow the link and pick a perk and your goal for this is twenty-five thousand euros and it needs to be you need to reach this goal goal in order to put the con on right so we all need to team together and support this and make this happen is there a deadline for this exactly we need to reach this goal together by i think 60 days from now which leah correct me but is at the Beginning of August? Yeah, it should be um, the 6th of August. Unfortunately, not. Oh, the 8th of August would have, August would have been amazing. The 8th <laughs> of August would have been amazing. <laughs> that. Oh, well. But, like, shortly before. Uh, we'll, we will celebrate on the 8th of August. Exactly. We will achieve exactly. the goal, and we will have a celebration here on Live Since 8 for the 8th of August. Okay, so everybody needs to... Share this on social media. They, you need to donate whatever you can. If you can arrange to get to Berlin, we're going to be back with Leah and Christina at various times throughout these next 60 days to help tell you more details. But start spreading, start donating, and let's make this happen. Thank you, Leah and Christina. Thank, Thank you, you guys for helping us get the word out. And we're looking forward to 
uh, welcoming everyone in November. Awesome. All right. We are very honored to have with us today Purab Kohli, who you know as Rajan in Sense8. Purab started his career as an actor with a television hip hip hooray on ZTV. He earned recognition through video jockeying on Channel V. And he was with Channel V for quite some time, which is equivalent to uh, MTV, if you want to get a little context for that. And he also hosted many travel shows that took him all through India, showing the landscape and learn and being able to travel and be on television. He has a large list of film credits, and some of those include Rock On, Rock On 2, Noor, Airlift, and Gel. And the one that is probably most pivotal for Purab is my brother, Nikhil. Welcome, Purab. We're so Welcome glad that you're to here. The show. Thank you, Sheila. Thank you very much. Thank you, Zach. So glad you could be here. Oh, man. <laughs> We've been waiting for this for so long. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've been actually very busy shooting, though you contacted me a little while ago. Oh, no. Um, no it's okay. It's okay. Great. We're just so, I'm so excited. I'm so sorry. It took a while for me to respond. <laughs> it's okay. No worries. Really. You got things to do. We understand. You're let's, a busy let's, man. Let's, Let's blame it on time difference. <laughs> yes, <Perfect>. that. <laughs> that works. <laughs> so we love you in Sensate. You're amazing and you play such an important role to the whole series. And you may be one of the most talked about characters right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> so it's, a, it's perfect timing to have you on. We always like to ask a little bit about your experience in this whole, like just, you know, your first take experience about working with the Wachowskis. I think this is one of the newer times working with the Western film directors. Western film. Yeah. 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 So what, what's your, what stands out the most for you with this experience? Well, I think uh, it's, it's a privilege. It's definitely been a privilege to work uh, on Sense8. Let me start off by saying that. And it's not, an experience just to be, uh, I mean, talked about as uh, an experience working with a Hollywood or a Western setup, mm-hmm. uh, right. a, a crew that that works in primarily in in America. But I think it's also an experience of working with the Wachowskis. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think for me, uh, I mean, uh, uh, the very few films that travel into the heart of India, you know, and and make a difference. So I, I know Hollywood is so big in the rest of the world, but uh, and now in today's time, you get a lot of Hollywood films that are even dubbed into Indian languages and play in in different parts of India. And I grew up in a in a part of the country in in a city called Mumbai and in a part of Mumbai called Bandra, which is predominantly been open to Western cultures and spoken, as you can see, I speak uh, English mm-hmm. um, well. Uh, so. I mean, we have been exposed, but there are few films that actually penetrate even beyond that and go into sometimes the heartland of India. And The Matrix is one of them, you know. Sweet. So it's a film that. <laughs> so yeah, so The Matrix is a is a film that is has impacted us uh, as Indians also, you know. And uh, I remember getting a call from my agent saying that, you know, there's a show that's. Uh, and and at that point of time, even Netflix wasn't in India. I had heard of Netflix oh, wow. because of friends living in America and talking about it and. Uh, everyone talking about video streaming and you 
can see it on online. You don't need to rent anymore. In fact, I'd heard about Netflix even when they were uh, sending out video cassettes to everybody because that was probably right. the first time I, I came into America in, in 98, 99, or early 2000s. There were a few trips uh, that I made in the early 2000s to the States to see some friends of mine and everybody was talking about this cool company called Netflix sending out <laughs> video tapes <laughs> to everybody. It was definitely they, cool and still is. Yeah, <laughs> still is, yeah. <laughs> so uh, so I'd heard of Netflix, but I mean, it still wasn't officially here in India. And um, uh, I got a call from my agent saying, you know, that there's a show that's going to be on Netflix and uh, have you heard of the directors, the Wachowskis? I said, uh, of course, <laughs> they're, like, they're doing it. So they need you to test for it. And uh, that's how it started. The journey started. And uh, I remember uh, doing a test and the casting director, he'll be very upset that I'm saying this on, on international uh, podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but he did he did lose the tapes. Oh, no. <laughs> so he came back. He came back two days later and said, you know what, I'm really sorry, but somehow the tapes are misplaced. We don't know where your recording is gone. Can you do it again? And we did it again. Uh, but it proved to be lucky. And then the next mm. thing I knew, um, I got a call from uh, my agents again saying that, you know, that the Wachowskis are in town and they want to meet you. And at that point of time, you mentioned a film I did called Jal, uh, mm-hmm. which is another very important film in my in my career, which released in 2014, and that was about the time that Sense8 was was being cast and uh, being put together. And I remember it was it must have been March or April of um, 2014 that I was promoting that film, and I was literally flying around India from city to city, doing interviews and uh, meeting the press. And I got a call in, in between that time saying that the Wachowskis are here. So I remember I flew into Bombay just for like a few hours. I came in in the morning, met with them, and which was a dream come true. And I, I remember telling my agent after that saying, I don't really care if I get it. I mean, I'd really love to get it. <laughs> right. But if I don't get it, it doesn't matter. I've already met them. And that's big. Yes. That, that, that is huge for me already. <laughs> Check that so, off your bucket list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it was definitely a, an experience, uh, I mean, just a privilege up till then. But then, of course, working with them, seeing how they work, um, a whole Western ethic, you know, on a set is very different from, from an Indian sort of ethic, that the way we work. Um, there are lots of things that come into play, which is which is very different. I, I won't say any is better or worse, but it's just very different. And mm-hmm. it did take me a little while also to adjust to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and and start to and start understanding how the system works. I mean, for 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 starters, one of the things that's very is still very common in India is the way we we don't record live sound. I mean, that's a given when you're doing a, a Western show. So things, small details like that, you know, mm-hmm. the right. order on sets and in India. It's it's also very sort of fluid and very um, evolving when you're working on a set. Many a times, even very profound and and great filmmakers will will want you to sort of improvise and come up with things and do things while you're in front of the camera and, and change it whereas i think you know, we uh, a lot of things get set again i say that as not as uh, uh, not as uh, saying it as 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 a difference between the west and working in india but more i think each filmmaker right uh, works differently yeah, they- and on sense we we had an opportunity of working with a few so they of course the wachowskis uh, who sort of pioneer the show and and hold the flag up high uh, but we had uh, even James McTee who's someone who works a lot with them and uh, in fact the first season he did a lot of stuff with us in Mumbai um, who directed uh, who had a 
had the privilege of being directed by James and then a little bit by Tom Tikwa, who, I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't have much with him. But of, of all of, I mean, most of all, I, I had Lana, which is such a joy to work with her. It's just unbelievable. She's a genius. We've heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's just a genius. I mean, and by the time we, because the first season, as I said, I was working a lot with James. Uh, I did just, I think just two days with Andy and Lana, of course, Lily now. Uh, that mm-hmm. time he was Andy. So just a, just a day or two with them, the whole wedding sequence uh, was done by them. Into the second season, it was only Lana and I was just sort of coming in to the, to the, into the Sensate family because now suddenly Rajan was traveling with them and, you know, sort of moving. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the, whatever happens outside the show and the way the characters sort of travel into the show also impacts, you know, in some way Sensate feels like it's, it's not really what you see in front of the camera. It's also what's going on behind that sort of comes into right. the show. You know, it's in a strange sort of way. I, I can't explain it. But there is a lot uh, of chemistry yeah, going on in yeah, the show. So on many, yeah, I think, so I think Lana sort of, detail. you know, Lana sort of churns it up. You know, she puts it, the way she sort of orchestrates it. It's beautiful because you, you can see the connections outside of the show into the show sometimes when you're acting on a film or, or you may hate the person you're acting with and when you arrive on the set and you're doing a scene with them and you're like okay you know it's just acting let's get it done but with sense it's very different because it's sort of you can see the energies flow it's 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 bigger than what is being shot and bigger than uh, what is being seen and bigger than it's a movement and you can see it and translate into people who watch it and people who mm-hmm. sort of have become a cult around it you know yeah. I've made it into this cult thing. And I think the journal of it all and the, the stirrer of it all is Lana. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's the general consensus. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Ev- everyone yeah. that we've interviewed I call her the magician. She stirs yeah. everybody up. <laughs> yeah. It is. And I, I agree the way this is woven together, it creates, a, it's, it's a catalyst in a way for the audience member because Everything you have the the audio, the sound, um, the music, the lines, the actors, and all the emotion, the cinematography—it all comes together to create an yeah. unspoken experience within the audience member, and that's why people are so moved. So I think it's a beautiful yeah. thing, and why uh, there's a lot of genius behind this. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. genius. Yes, like I, I, I was saying that you know she really pushed limits on on me you know also because i remember there was a scene that we were doing in the in the fin in this in the special this the last episode that you guys would have seen mm-hmm. uh, i keep I, I keep saying special because i said finale once and the fans <laughs> bashed me on twitter yeah, yeah you gotta <laughs> be like careful <laughs> <laughs> so i keep saying special now it is a special and that's what it's we're gonna hope that it keeps coming back. it is very special uh, but, um, but there's a scene uh, where where, uh, where rajan comes in and finds out what's going on with Kala and he's all confused and he sits down on the bed with her and where he tells her that he's still going to be supportive of her and he says, I can't leave you now, you're in trouble and you know, you're, you're in danger. Uh, it's in the, in the, you, may have, you may remember that scene. Yes. Oh, so yeah. uh, when, we, when we were shooting that scene, you know, as an actor, you read the dialogues and you learn the lines and you imagine uh, what you would do with it and you come down and you sit down and you start doing the scene and invariably it's a tweak here and there by the director that you sort of fixes it and you say, okay, here, here, we've got the scene, it's a wrap. But particularly in this scene and then, it, and then it's happened a few times over in Sense8 where Lama just throws you off, you know, she just like makes you do something that you haven't thought of at all. And 
with this, I mentioned this scene because this scene is when I really let go, you know, because initially when she did it, she did it a couple of times when we were shooting season two in, in Positano and Mumbai. And I would feel like it was, it was sort of, in, because as an actor, you think of the whole line of the character, where he's traveling from and where he's coming from, the scene before, the scene after. And then things she would throw in would sort of break all of that. And you'd be like, okay, how do I connect it? Mm. And this time I just let go and I said, forget the connection. Let's just do what she wants. You know? <laughs> and it felt so good. You know, it felt so good. And after that, uh, I did, I, and this scene, after I did this scene, I came out of it and I said, Lana, this has to be one of the most full I don't know if it's the best performance I've done but it's been most fulfilling forever to do a scene uh, and it's been uh, today because you just like sort of pushed me you you pushed me off the edge and I took the leap <laughs> you know that's what it felt like I, I did notice and I agree with with Rajan's character in particular for me I think there was a big you know because there was not a season three right we had to wrap mm. this all up but there was a huge transition that's kind of unspoken between season two and the season two special <laughs> and mm. to me it really shows up and there's a lot of um because lana likes to make those characters that really aren't black and white so you don't really like jonas is a really great example of that but your character mm. as well with the 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 pharmacy and the corruption mm. and you don't like for us we talk about rajan on the podcast and stuff and i just don't know his true intent like you want to think mm. that he does love kala but you're not mm. sure but the transition that was made um, in this episode for me, I actually, we talk about the, the transformations that are made. And I think really Rajan is a very pivotal character, actually, um, for the whole story arc as far as the romance goes. And uh, you did it wonderfully. And I love, like, you made me laugh, right? Like that was a great thing too. It, it was such a, it, it, it was awesome lines and you nailed it. Cause everybody's just smiling and laughing. Like, you know, you, you couldn't have possibly made this up, right? Like I don't have confidence in you enough that you right. could have done this. Like, this is just too, this, so it was hilarious. It was hilarious. But I really think there's a huge transition for him because we see him open up and he actually becomes a lot more loving. And Sheila and I haven't actually talked about this on the show, but for me, um, Rajan's character and the way that we talked, you just talked about how things happen that aren't spoken, right? And for me, one of the ones, one of the hot topics is Wolfgang and Rajan mm -hmm. and Kala. Mm -hmm. And to me, after going back and watching the show and, and how you portray Rajan, and it's not a spoken or alluded to at all, not really, but in that in that scene that you're talking about just now, where she tells you and you're as Rajan, you're, you're open to this. And in that moment, I really think that you as the character Rajan opens up and starts understanding. He personally starts understanding his identity, identity of self mm -hmm. is actually greater, right? Because mm -hmm. now he's, he's very concerned about Kala, but it's not for me. It's not until now where you write, you start to understand, like he's actually considering Wolfgang as part of Kala's happiness and well-being uh -huh. in life. So he's really uh -huh. opening up his self-identity. Uh -huh. uh -huh. And you nailed it. I like, think... I got it. That, All yeah, that, that I... scene was perfect. Like that, yeah, you did nail that scene. <laughs> Good job. I think, I think, I think, Wolf, I think Rajan actually, uh, season two did churn up a few things uh, with him. And when you thought about, oh, he's, he's not all clean. He's got something shady going on at the back and, but I think what Rajan, for me, Rajan has always been, he's actually, he's a very simple guy. You know, mm -hmm. he's just really simple. 
and he functions from just one space which is i think a certain amount of loyalty right to his family and his father and his business in one side and the other side in his love to kala he just loves her there's nothing else bigger than that and nothing else uh, and what happens then is that so i think in this scene that we're talking about he's he's more over there saying that okay she's in trouble and i love her and i have to be here there's no other reason i need to be there i don't think he's really opened up to the wolfgang idea there <laughs> but i think so i i don't think he's so smart <laughs> i think i think i think rajan is just like okay i'm here now and i'm going to support you and whatever happens is i'm i'm willing to take it you know and then it starts coming and it starts offloading slowly so i think there's little instances where you see it in the when they're driving in the car uh, when uh, after the whole release of wolfgang he ends up helping wolfgang in the in the in the in the nightclub a little bit you right. know so it, and does. it's just from his from his simplicity of wanting to help his wife and it's it's a simple love that he has for her and i and that's what i made him beautiful for me you know and i said okay he's just he's just going with it you know he's just like uh he, he's like okay whatever kala does i will do i will do i will do and then he ends up in this position where he's like wow this is actually a great experience and i'm enjoying this ride <laughs> <laughs> which is why I, which is why i love that line after the orgy scene in the end right uh, i mean for me uh, i was i was doing a, a post sort of i mean do when we were shooting the show karen uh, lana's wife was uh, interviewing all of us and asking us questions about what we feel of the show and while chatting with her i kind of realized that Rajan for me then became the ordinary person watching Sensate you yeah, know sitting yeah. there saying that okay what's going on here is a simple mind coming to a show that's so complex dealing with so many ideas gender sci-fi <laughs> evolution <laughs> all these ideas being thrown at him and by the end of it he's like wow i can't believe that this was even possible you know so yeah uh, i think i think Rajan represents that that person for me you know and uh, which is why i love that line because at the end i think he speaks for everybody who's been moved by the show and taken by the show who didn't feel these things before you know right and suddenly oh, now yeah, he yeah. feels all these things and the show actually ends with that line it does and it's do. like yeah. wow you know so for me as an actor i'm sitting there and saying wow he has the closing line of, <laughs> of the lame man who's watching this show yes. i mean that was that was that was a big kick for me i was yeah. like wow i just love it yeah <laughs> i love how they spread the love sheila do you want to dig into this last line a little bit more and talk about a deeper meaning maybe that we see well <laughs> yeah i mean i i love since we started doing the podcast we when we're not interviewing people we dive really deep into the uh the lines and the messages and so it just um i'm realizing what a masterpiece it is and you know i've heard and then i were over on twitter and things so i've heard different takes on it um and i and i think it is what you said exactly a reflection of um all of us viewing it and not knowing you know and opening up to something that they didn't know was possible um to oh. me like the orgy scene is like um because they're not physically with each other in orgies uh-huh. and and so like that he at that moment he's opening it's like what he didn't know he's included and then up and into that point we see the other people the partners in the orgies once in a while but they don't acknowledge that they're present in it right so uh-huh. you're acknowledging not only did you acknowledge that this whole experience has opened you up but there's this like almost sensate awareness that it can bridge you into a space where you're conscious 
of the cluster and their energy. So to me, it, it took it even further, like um, when we open our mind, at, like he did, in just pure love. I love what you said. He's just pure love, just expanding. Yeah. If, if love means this now, then that's what I do. And now love yeah. just got bigger, so I'm going to act bigger and bigger until yeah. it's just this big explosion of, wow, this is what it can do. And so it's everything you said, and then just that experience of yeah. how he experienced yeah. Sensei. Yeah. Yeah, I love your perspective yeah. on that, too, because we kind of sit here and we we think a certain way, and then you come up and you're like, hey, this is just the everyday audience member. And I think that's so awesome because I never thought of that way. When Michael Summers' uh -huh. bug was on the show, he introduced, he told us about a fan who helped him understand bug a little bit more. And I never thought of it that uh -huh. way before either, where uh -huh. bug uh -huh. says what the audience is thinking. And it's so true. Uh -huh. And so, and it's uh -huh. really cool to just go back and see from this new perspective that you've brought. And that Michael brought yeah, just to yeah. see, like, oh yeah, you know, I get this in a new way, and that's what Sheila's saying, yeah, like, it's a yeah. masterpiece because there's so yeah. many different layers, and it kind of can can meet you where you're at and where you're thinking about yeah. it. So it's beautiful. And I think also, I think uh, what what one also must know and must feel and must have the sense of is that sensates are evolved human beings, right? Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They've gone through some sort of evolution, which means that. Each one of us can evolve, right. you know, into right. into into feeling what they're feeling, and I think I mean I posed that question to Lana when we were when we were getting into doing this last the last orgy, and I said, but I'm not a sensate, you know, so how do how do I penetrate into that? And she's like, and she said, you know what, everyone just sort of moves with each other now, you know, everyone right. through through Kala and Wolfgang and. You're, it's it's all one sort of larger feeling that is coming together, and I think that's what you really that's what you see with the um, in the last orgy sequence where where the connection is being made across. Um, and that that last shot is probably the only time you see that all the when you when she sort of moves away from all the different bodies intertwined with each other uh, after my line and right. uh, you really see all the characters together. Right. Uh, otherwise, yeah. otherwise, each each one has their own little love sharing experience going on in each in, in each individual hotel suite, you know. Right. So, and then suddenly it's like everyone's together right at the end, and it's actually the connection that has been made by all these different characters, and uh, including sensates by, and not sensates, which right. was awesome. Yeah. 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 And like they, she included Bug and Felix to let us remember. You know, yeah. they weren't yeah. even in yeah. the act of sex with yeah. anyone. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I do think that, you know, she, she's a genius. She's not, you know, yeah. just gonna, <laughs> she's not gonna end that episode without a huge message, you know, like of yeah. what she wants. Yeah. And, and, yeah. yeah, and that's, that is so perfect. What, a, what an honor, yeah. right? To have that line. Absolutely. Like, when Absolutely. you looked at it inside, were you just like, oh man, this is awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, and we didn't know it because when she wrote the finale, when she wrote the special, the special, <laughs> the special. <laughs> when she wrote the special, uh, we, were, we, we went into Berlin to read it and uh, we all sent the episode before minus the last 10 pages. So, oh, wow. Uh, so nobody knew what the last 10, 15 pages were. You know, they should, should, yeah, yeah, she sent us just, just up to, I think she just sent us up to the point uh, where Wolfgang shoots down the, right. the helicopter. Oh, wow. I think, I think just up to there, I can't remember clearly, but I think that's when she, that's the point where she sent us the script and she said that it's, 
And then the fifth, the last 15 pages were given to us on an envelope. So we did the reading up till that point, and then the last 15 pages were given all to all the actors who no one had read it before. And then we read it out over there. It was so oh, lovely. Oh, wow. I just got chills. So yeah. Yeah, it was just so lovely. Lana does that. She just sort of... <laughs> Surprise. Then she knows she has something great going. She just throws it in at the right point. And right. everyone's just like blown away by it. Like, wow. <laughs> she sets it up for you and she just gently pushes you over. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. Yeah. So people have said that uh, some of the other actors we've um, interviewed said that they feel very much like um, their character resonates with them on some level. And they and a few people have said that they feel like Lana, as it went on, she wrote their character, like she wrote their personality into the character a little more. Mm-hmm, Do you mm-hmm. feel like that happened with you? Um, well, I, I actually, actually don't sort of uh, feel I'm Rajan at all. Mm-hmm. I'm far more complex. I'm far more complex person <laughs> right? than Rajan. I don't, I don't think I could simply love somebody so easily. <laughs> he's, he's a really nice guy. <laughs> I'm a lot more demanding to my wife and my family. <laughs> but uh, I think, uh, I think, uh, I, I, I didn't. I mean. As an actor, you sort of connect with the character and you understand where the character is coming from. But I don't think Rajan is, and me have lots in similar no. uh, besides my own self that plays him and then sort of in a strange way becomes similar, you know. Um, it's my understanding of him that becomes a similarity between us, me and him. Okay. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. But uh, what happened was, interestingly, uh, on after season one, uh, I mentioned to Lana and James saying that Rajan's just such a nice guy, you know, and I wish he was a little bad. I actually mentioned it to James. I didn't say it to Lana. I mentioned it to James and I said, he's just such a nice guy. And, you know, it's like uh, there's nothing happening with him. And he's just like really (laughs) sweet. And and then the next thing in season two, I knew all these things started creeping up in Rajan. (laughs) And then when I went for the reading and Lana looked at me and said, so you said you thought Rajan was a very nice guy. (laughs) So... She heard me clearly, loud and clear. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so I think Lana Lana does that. She sort of tries and uh, she she. I think, as I said, you know, she's sitting up there, churning it all around with her magic wand. And to do that, you need to be very sensitive to everybody around. You know, so she was very sensitive to all the actors, their own characters, and uh, more importantly, and what they want and what they want to do with the characters. You know, and she was open to that. To actually, I mean. People get so attached to their writing that more than often don't want to change anything about it, you know. And here's a here's Lana Wachowski, you know, the Lana Wachowski, <laughs> who's sitting there and listening to an actor uh, who's spoken to another director on the show and uh, has said, okay, he wants something bad, let's give him something bad, you know. And she's <laughs> thrown it in. So uh, I, I definitely agree that she was she was she was sort of feeling everybody's energies and trying and working with that and trying to incorporate their own uh, little selves also into into right. the show. But having said that also, uh, I, I don't feel, I mean, at least to start off with Rajan was, is not, uh, I mean, I'm, I think I'm, I'm far more complex than him. Right. He's, he's simpler. That's, that's a big difference to start off with. 
Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah, that yeah. um, Sandra, who plays Janet, didn't feel like it was her character either. <laughs> so, and I'm sure we haven't talked to Whispers, but I bet he doesn't either. <laughs> Probably not. He's not a cannibal that was, you know, who plays, Mo- yeah, 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 of course. So, we got um, we got some clips we want to talk about. Uh, yeah. The first one is we have Rajan and Kala outside of the hospital and taking a walk. And uh-huh. she's going to talk about what happened before Rajan's father got stabbed. So let me play this. The doctors are saying it's a miracle he's still alive. I'm not sure which would upset my father more. The idea of fanatics trying to kill him or a god getting credit for saving him. How's your mother? As he improves, she becomes convinced that it's because she's praying again. Hmm. She wants to go to the temple with you. Rajan, I know you want to get back to the hospital. It's actually nice to get outside, so thank you. Though I'm a little nervous about what you've been wanting to talk about. It's about something I didn't tell the police when they questioned me about the attack on your father. It had no bearing on what happened. It was a private matter. As such, I felt that I should tell only you. Your father did not want us to get married. He told me that he had reconsidered and asked me to say no to you, for your own good. He thought that we were not well matched. What did you say? There was no time to say very much of anything. How difficult it must have been for you to hold all this inside. I thought it was important for you to know. A lesser woman would have said he wished us well, that he wanted us to be married no matter what. And he gave us his blessings. And I would have known that she was lying. You knew he was against our marriage? Of course. So is that what I was to you? An act of rebellion against your father? Never. I told you the truth. Maybe it added a bit of spice to my attraction to you, but it has nothing to do with why I asked you to marry me. I want you to marry me not to be for or against anyone else. Because I love you. I trust you. And I can imagine no better life than growing old with you. All I need to know now is, after everything that has happened, do you still want to marry me? All right, Poo Rob, so do you want to tell us about that scene and why you love it? Well, I think... uh... That's the first time you see uh, a sort of a tug. Like, I, as I mentioned to you earlier, Rajan is very loyal and very simple. And he's he's also, uh, I mean, he's, so he's on one side, he's committed to his father and his old father's company cause and all of that. And then one side, he's got his girl he's extremely in love with. And he's, he's, uh, he's just blindly in love with her. And I think that scene for me is uh, the first time you see him go through some sort of turmoil where he's where he uh, realizes his father's actually come to break it all up you know and you also see that there's there's some depth in him where he's where he's he wants to stand up against his father but at the same time uh, he's 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 torn down by uh, traditions you know traditions of his uh, in maybe in indianness you know where you joint family taking over your father's company and I, I just I, I like that scene because it was it was some scope uh, for performance in the actor and me you know where we were where you actually see for me that's Rajan's scene 
you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's Rajan's scene where he's walking down and he's and him and Kala having this conversation and he's uh, dealing with all that's being told to him. But at the same time, there's an attack on his father and there's this girl he loves. And but what ha- also happens is that he's still overlooking what she's actually feeling uh, at that right. point of time. You yeah. know, so because he's he's so absorbed in himself and what he's feeling at that moment. Um, I, I mean, for me, a good scene is when, as an actor, when you have stuff to do, you know, and, and there's a lot going on and you're functioning from many different places. There's sometimes when you get clean, uh, most of the time uh, you get scenes which are sort of straightforward and you have, you know, where you're coming from, you know, where you're going. But in a scene like that, it's it's dealing with many things, you know, there's so much going on at that point of time that you're trying to incorporate all of those, not in words sometimes, but just in mm-hmm. thoughts in your mind and it kind of influences and reactions of uh, on, and how you again i mean hats off to the brilliant writing of that scene yeah. and right. and well it's and, kind of the and, uh, first time we see him like to me he's kind of i stepping up and i know he's overlooking kala's emotions but he's also kind of coming into his with Kala, yeah, he's a disassociating yeah. himself with his father and saying, you know, yeah. I'm kind of my own man here, you know, and yeah. and I can yeah. make decisions, you know, I know what's going on and, yeah. and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So at that that was great about that scene. Yeah. And you see, you that's exactly, you see uh, him also, and, and so disassociating himself with uh, his father and also I think partly with Kala, you know, where he's, uh, I mean, at the end of the scene, of course, he does come back into Kala mode, but there's a moment where there's, you almost feel that there's going to be a sort of conflict there uh between them you know and it's like oh okay you know i'm gonna come back you know and be with you yep great so very beautiful we have the next scene one of many mm-hmm. on a balcony <laughs> <laughs> and there's lots of different balconies so many balconies <laughs> let me just tell the the listeners that um in our communications purab uh, gave us a description of this clip that he wanted. And the description was something like season two on, on balcony. the balcony before the breakup or something. So we were looking through and we realized how many different balconies <laughs> that your scenes are on. <laughs> like, is it the balcony at her parents or is it the balcony at their apartment? Or at the pharmaceutical company? <laughs> yeah, or... you were on a lot of balconies. <laughs> I don't know what that means about your character. But there's something. <laughs> but we found he's, it. He's, he's, he's actually a wannabe Romeo. <laughs> there you <laughs> Looking go. Looking for the balcony to talk to Julian. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably, you know, we're joking about it, but the genius that is Lana right. probably stays yeah. that. The, the romantic in like Raja. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted something, I focused everything on that goal. Usually refusing to hear or see anything but what I wanted. And I've never wanted anything like I wanted you. I've been so blind that I couldn't see the most obvious thing. That how I felt about you was not the same as how you felt about me. That's... But if I'm anything, I'm optimistic. Which made me realize that it's not too late for either of us to come to a quick decision to... Raja, please, don't say anything wrong. Right now, let us not make any decisions. Whatever happens tomorrow, we will let the fates decide. But what happens right now, 
what happens for the rest of this night. Please. Let me decide. Well, I love that scene because a part of that scene, especially the bit about the Siren Islands, was actually written uh, probably a day before. Lana may have been thinking about it, but uh, she wrote it a day before and gave it to me. Or probably on the day, I can't remember correctly oh, right wow. now. But because uh, we, she had decided to shoot on that balcony, and we were, we, there were some parts of the scene that were already there, and then suddenly she realized that the islands in front of us were the actual Siren Islands. You know, oh, yeah. from the from the mythology. So she was like, "Those are the islands," and I mm-hmm. have to write a scene about the islands and incorporate it. And then she very beautifully sort of wove it into that scene, and we did it right then and then. And it was it was it was magical. And I think uh, that again is a scene like from like the previous one we spoke about in season two, where he's actually now again coming and finding some part of his own and saying, "Okay, this is not working out." Mm-hmm. Let's let it go, and I'm I'm willing to give this up, you know, and I'm and I live with the sadness of it, uh, but I don't want to bog you down with with being around me, and uh, he's rewarded with her then taking him to bed <laughs> after that. After that scene. So I think uh, I think um, that's why I like that scene because again, it's Rajan coming to uh, you know finding some of his own sort of feet without the. The crutches of being madly in love with Kala and just following suit. And that is, and I am so glad that you picked this one because after mm-hmm. uh, there, you have a lot of great ball balcony scenes, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, you know, because that's the thing. There's so many important lines in Sensate that you can't hear them all. That's why, I mean, people have watched this 14 times and stuff, but you, mm-hmm. I, I I can't quite imagine it, and yet I kind of can in the in sense that you can find a new line every time. And that is one, the one about the sirens. I hadn't, mm-hmm. I never picked up on it until mm-hmm. tonight. And um, the, like, that is a pivotal point for Raja. Like, and it's so mm-hmm. cool that she just was like, oh, we got to use this, and here it is. And yet it becomes who who does think about the sirens because like you said in that other scene he's not and that was my pet peeve about him like he always said the right lines and he said all this beautiful thing but he never he never stopped to see what she wanted you know like Uh or to listen Uh to her Uh um Uh so that that line the fact that even me, I was like, oh, right. We never talk about this. It's like, what about their point of view? <laughs> you know, that mythology <laughs> is all about the man, you know, that they and and who stops to think about them. So it was just such a profound moment. And it, you know, whether she realized it at that point or not, because you guys probably didn't know mm-hmm. how it was going to get canceled. And then the, you know, special and the the way it was going to move forward. At that mm-hmm. point, it's like the first time he notices. What I love about in the special is the realization that Kala never gave him a choice, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we say he didn't give her, he didn't pay attention to what she wanted, but she never gave him a, ch- a chance to get to know her. And then when he, when she did, he loves her. You know, he just loves her even more. But like going mm-hmm. back to that scene, it, it, it to me that's a start of that. Like that's when he's mm-hmm. ready to show her that he wants to hear from her. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, 
Yeah. All right. So, Pooh Rob, we always ask everybody on the show mm-hmm. what it means to you personally to live a sense eight life. Do you have any wisdom you can share with us in the audience? Or I how think, sense eight uh, has influenced your life that it didn't before? Sorry to interrupt. I think one of the things that Sensei really does for me when I see the show and when I uh, read the scripts and when I enact the scenes is it sort of strengthens the connection that one makes with everybody else in the world and everything in the world, you know, mm-hmm. information. So many times you feel, and and, and uh, I don't know if this has got anything to do with Sensei, but in the last few years I've, I've noticed that uh, you think of something sometimes across the globe and it happens, you know, and yeah. you think of someone and they call you and you think of, uh, you know, literally, I mean, you, you imagine things that you want and they happen, you know. Right. So uh, I think I think Sensei sort of, for me, whenever I think of the characters connecting with each other and uh, uh, of course, because it's, it's dramatized for a show and being told the way it is being told, I think uh, you, you see it. So you, you, it's, it's, it's explained more, more sort of uh, simply. So I think, I think, uh, I think what is uh, really uh, what, what it, something I've noticed is the connection that you actually make with everybody and every being and every living thing. You know, mm-hmm. you can see that information and thoughts and love can be sort of transmitted. Amen. Through these, <laughs> yeah, through these, through through feelings and, 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 and someone else will feel it without you having to say a word, without you communicating things, without even you even seeing the person in another part of the world. Right. And uh, I think for me, that's what Sensei sort of underlines, you know, those connections. And yes. that for me is the most important thing. And was that something that you had already believed and sort of thought about before and then this I amplified think, it I think, for you? I think that is something we all know and believe in. Right. Whether whether there's a sensate or not, sensate underlines it and makes you realize it. You know. Yes. Uh, it's it's all it's in everybody. It's in all of us, and with our daily mundane lives and our daily sort of dealings, we tend to forget it or tend to ignore it and tend to push it deep down under where you can't feel it anymore. And then you need a magician to come and sort of scoop it up with her wand. With great actors and actresses. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're just instruments of that. We are, we are the wand. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I just to, you know, finalize that and circle it back, I think that is exactly why Lana chose to use Rajan for that final line because he does represent someone just moving through life and doing what's expected of him and that, and, and having some of those tendencies, but then just opening up to it, just like the viewers and all of us as humans. Yeah. Yeah. And for for me, what I was trying to say earlier, elaborate a little bit more is the things that aren't said. And to me, how you portrayed him, and what I got out of it was something that wasn't spoken. And I think that has a lot to do with emotional intelligence. And for me, I was able to pick up on your emotional intelligence of portraying Rajan to see that evolution and how he expanded himself and his identity, even though there was no word until the very last line of the show where he got to experience that. Up until that point, it was just this growth. Thank you. Thank 
Thank you so much, Zach. That's a great compliment for an actor because absolutely, uh, you you have you have words, you know, that help you as an actor all the time. And then many times you don't have the words, you know, they're not written in, and uh, you wonder how do you try and portray it. Of course, you have great talented directors who try and push you and uh, I mean make it harder for you and say, okay, you, this is what I'm trying to achieve here. And then, uh, but as an actor, when you're enacting it, you just believe and you say okay let's do it let's do it let's do it and then you see it and you're like oh, okay it's being told you know yes and yeah that's awesome and you i yeah. i agree i think you did an amazing job of um it, to me i saw the transformation i felt you and i i didn't go into the special 100% sure if i liked rajan or not <laughs> me neither <laughs> me neither no, but i, I think, came I out think, loving you exactly. <laughs> i i think that's a 100% uh, audience rating on that it's like we hate rajan oh maybe not <laughs> well just yeah and one of the things i loved cuz i always like looking at myself and when the the decision was made for the triad I looked at myself and thought, like, oh, my gosh, Sheila, you didn't, like, there was a part of me that was, like, kind of, I I didn't realize it, but, like, rooting for Wolfgang and for Rajan to be bad. And I was like, Sheila, you don't believe that. Like, that's that's not your philosophy of life. You got caught into what's expected. So I was just so excited that it, like, clicked me back into my yeah, reality. Yes. Like, yeah. In fact, bring, in, fact, in fact, bringing up Wolfgang and Rajan, <laughs> which we haven't spoken about. We've right. spoken about Kala and Rajan a lot, but Wolfgang and Rajan is, I think that's, again, Lana's genius, you know, to actually look at a love triangle end in that way. She said that to, to me and Wolfgang. She said, uh, to me and Max, she said that, uh, you know, you've never seen a, a, a love triangle in the tradition of, of storytelling. Um, right. You always see a love triangle resolve itself with two people. But here, this love triangle is resolved itself with three people. <laughs> I love <laughs> and, it. And I, I just, love this I love too. It. That's, yeah. the, that's again the genius of, of the writers and the genius of, 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 of the creators, you know. Yes. I mean, that's how Lana thinks, you know. Yeah. She's, she's just like... Why can't it end like this? And right. It ends like this now, and it's great. It's just fantastic. Yes. <laughs> yes. We were on the celebrating side. We were. <laughs> but, yeah. even, but even that, the fact that so many fans are debating it and it triggered people, that even in itself is genius because it keeps everybody talking, <laughs> right? It's a, like, well, it's yeah. important to look at that, too. Yeah, like, and it, well, what do people it, see in yeah, that and vice versa? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> awesome. So, Pura, before we go, do you have any upcoming movies or shows or work that you would like to tell us about where we can find more of you in action? Oh, well, there's, uh, there are some stuff, there's stuff, I mean, most of the stuff I do is in India. So if you can get your hands on Indian material, there's, uh, right now I've just finished shooting for a small independent film called color black, which should be ready to release uh, sometime at the end of the year, December. Um, things of mine that uh, as Sheila and Zach mentioned uh, about uh, Rock On that's a great film you can see that part part one there are two parts to it uh, part one's really good uh, and then there's my brother Nikhil which is one of my favorite films I've done uh, in back in 2005 and then of course there's uh, a film that's very close to my heart uh, it's a film called Jal that released in 2014 I think that's available on YouTube if I'm not mistaken so check these films out uh, and uh, you'll get to know me a little more. I, I only say this because I think this is also an audience that doesn't, though I've been working a lot in India for a, for a long right. time, I think the listeners right. yeah. 
of this or of this show probably would be very new to to put up Kohli. So um, this is some stuff that I like that I've done, and Perfect. maybe you would enjoy it too. Right, and I can attest that you, you know, for anyone that was thinking that, no, you are established, and you've done some amazing work. And in prep for today, I I explored some, and I'm looking forward to seeing more. Are there some of those movies in that have sub um, titles? That for- uh, I think all of them would have subtitles. Okay. Uh, my brother Nikhil is a hard film to get, uh, but I think you would get the DVD uh, on Amazon or something in America. Okay. Awesome. So that's a real. Great. I mean, that's a great film. Do do watch it. Yeah, it's I really definitely want yeah. to watch yeah. that one. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And Rock On, of course. Rock On One is great too. So. Right. Oh, I, yeah. I saw that trailer too. That looked fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that looked yeah. fun. <laughs> All right, Pura. All right, guys. Thank, thank you, you so much very much for yes, coming on to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we will. All right. We will keep watching your work. You're amazing. And maybe. And maybe. And maybe we can chat again once uh, the next season of Sense is out. Exactly. Oh. Oh, all right. That sounds, that sounds perfect. perfect. <laughs> awesome. Let's keep. Let's all keep our fingers crossed together. All Absolutely. Right. Take care. Right. Thank, right. you. thank you. Okay. All right. Thank you see, so much. See, bye. 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 A big thank you to Poorab Kohli. Thank you so much. We enjoyed our time with you. So much fun. We had some laughs. We got to talk about Rajan, who was an awesome character in the special and before that even. Right. Great story. So thank you very much for joining us on the show. Everybody who's listening, thank you very much for spending your time with us. I hope you enjoyed the show. Remember to help us spread the word. And to do that, you can hop over to iTunes and make sure you give us a five-star rating on all of our episodes and also share on social media. And if you want to talk to us, we are very active on Twitter at live underscore sense eight. You can send us an email at team at live sense eight with any questions or comments and you can get exclusive perks, bonus content, and discussions over on patreon.com forward slash live sense eight. And when you support us over there, you're supporting the growth of the show so we can do more. And we have a big thank you to Sarah Applegate, the editor of the Live Sense Eight podcast. Until next time, stay connected. Peace.